Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Octane 101 podcast. I am Akshay and I am Sayan. So now we are at the third episode. We are available on multiple podcast platforms. Pretty much all the popular ones including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Spotify. So you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast from. And the feedback has been pretty good, right? Yeah, so like someone went as far as calling Sayan cool. I mean not sure what you guys are listening to but like seriously that that is a poor choice of word uh, the joke is on me right <laughs> anyway uh, anyway so in so the, what are we talking about yeah, on this so, episode so in this episode we decided to talk about features that no petrol head asked for like car features motorcycle features that are just there for the heck of it probably just for a piece in pr pr material basically we are talking about gimmicks to fatten up the features list right yeah yeah and and at times like it would be okay if many of these features were uh, sort of on the sidelines and not affecting the functionality but we have listed down features that may actually be responsible for ruining the or or in a way bringing down the overall experience inside a car or or oh, that's right i mean uh, we are talking about features that are either they are useless or they are unsafe unsafe for the passenger unsafe for the driver and that's how we selected the top uh, points yeah okay so akshay what is your biggest gripe about cars like all the cars turning into crossovers <laughs> uh, don't be both hated yeah. <laughs> but let's stick to the point okay so if you're talking about car features i think my biggest issue is with the dashboards that are touch only or like heavily rely on touch and are ditching the physical controls altogether yeah i think that's that's becoming a trend and uh, car companies are giving us uh, they are inclined towards using a big massive display and uh, removing all the physical buttons right and having a touch screen is good because of course you have a, a lot of scope to play around with in the similar space you are able to utilize the space more efficiently but ditching all the physical controls altogether in favor of a touch screen is a problem for instance there there are a couple of things that you want to have on a physical control because you want to access them immediately if you look at car dashboards ditching volume knobs i mean it is fine for the driver to not have access to a volume knob because he or she simply has steering mounted controls right, right. so he has the option to use them but suppose i am sitting as a passenger i am getting a call right and there is a music there is music playing in the in the car easiest option for me to turn down the volume immediately is to ask the driver right because I, i'll like first i am a passenger so in all likelihood it is probably not my car so i'm not familiar with the touch interface true right. true and even with the volume knob uh, so the thing is at any point of time you don't want the driver to take his uh, hand off the steering wheel and in case see if he doesn't have a uh, button on the steering wheel and he if he takes his hand off the steering wheel just to increase the volume then i i think the whole point is lost right right like if you, if you're relying on a touch screen to change the volume first thing like you have to look at a touch screen to operate it right. your, your your eyes are off yeah. of the road like a volume knob even though it is not precise it's okay like like you don't need precise control while adjusting the speed of a blower or say the volume you simply want to turn it down to take a call that's right. fine you just simply turn it to the left you know like we've grown up doing that true like it is wired in our brains that you simply turn it to the left to lower it and turn it to the right to increase it exactly exactly yeah. uh, that's what i think i think there are some very crucial functions features mm-hmm. 
which should have physical buttons. No company should think about replacing it with on-screen buttons. Like uh, in Tesla Model 3, let's talk about Tesla Model 3. And uh, I think in future cars are going towards that direction. Now, just to even open the glove box, you need to touch a button on the screen. Three taps or two taps to open the glove box. How stupid is that, right? And imagine if your screen breaks. For whatever reason, your screen breaks and then you can't open your glove box. Your documents, everything is inside, it's stuck. Yeah, officer, I can't show you the documents because my kid broke the touch screen. And haven't we heard about uh, Tesla's shoddy build quality, that screen not working? I have read about it on the forums. And uh, imagine that you're stuck in that situation and your glove box is closed. That's stupid. And the wiper. I understand there are automatic wipers, but still, like, I want that control right there. Because rain is not consistent and to be on the wiper stock all the time. Right. I, w I was going through the demonstration video of that uh, Tesla's infotainment system. And like if you need to fiddle with a wiper and say you get a call, the entire tab for the wiper goes away. Then you have to swipe a couple of times and then you reach to the wiper. It's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it is like trying to reinvent the wheel. Like why, why the fuck would you bother doing that? Exactly. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the stock right next to your uh, steering wheel. Right. And you also need to account for the fact that you're not changing wiper speed just when the rain is changing. Like you have to change it with the speed you're driving at, with the sections you're driving at. It, it is something you need to tinker with constantly. Right. And I was talking to Akshay about, um, the, I had an accident back in 2008. And yes, like all the passengers are strapped in, but you still have your bag or things like that, which are loose. And in case like if you have an, a small accident or you break very hard, the bag will go flying and hit the screen and it's broken. And then you can't basically operate any of the functions, right? Right. It, it makes no sense. I think, I guess we both uh, agree on this point that we need some physical buttons which should be there. They might clutter the uh, console a bit, but it would be still much more functional. And I think from the sa safety perspective, it should be there. Right. right. It should not be replaced. It doesn't necessarily clutter the inside of the car. I mean, we have seen Ford, we have seen Jeep. They put couple of knobs, two, three knobs, one right. or two buttons, like for mute and other important functions. And then they have a touch screen. Like a combination of these two works great. Right. And for people like us, right, we are slow. I am very sloppy mm -hmm. and I've got fat fingers. And to like fiddle around in that screen to find those tiny buttons. I, I don't know. I, I would want simple buttons for very crucial functions right and even even for a passenger like we already talk about right like passenger is not really it, he, he or she is not required to learn the entire user interface of someone else's car right just for a basic function and right like, everyone knows how a knob works that give them that exactly exactly yeah. uh, so this brings us to gesture control another one of my biggest gripes even worse, even worse than entire touchscreen yeah, layout. Right, when BMW came up with it, I was like, why do it? Why do it? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, touchscreens are still way more communicative. We often talk about, for a new product, try not to disrupt the typical behavior of a user. Like, And gesture control goes entirely against all those logics. True. Like, it is like learning a new language. You're asking me to learn German because I want to learn a, drive a German car. And for very basic functions. Yeah, and for very basic functions. Like, 
voice control is understandable even if it is right. finicky at times I, i mean we we all know voice control hasn't been the best so far and has only started but they're getting better yeah they are they are getting better but they are getting better simply because of connectivity getting better that's right and for a car company you should rather work on improving your voice commands because that makes more sense rather than putting a gesture control system into it that function in an xbox makes sense right you yeah, have absolutely why in a car why in a car and you basically you're taking your hand off the steering wheel again and then doing stupid gestures just to raise the volume of your music yeah, I, i don't know i, mean, I, I don't stu- get stupid or not that is something new the driver has to learn as simple as that and it, it makes no sense it's it's voice control comes natural and I mean I absolutely love it. I use Android Auto in my car. I absolutely love it. What do you need? Uh, like play nothing else better as my Metallica. Why? Why why do I need to, you know, stick my hand out and start, yeah. you know, making some weird gestures? That's that's right. I don't know. I I never found a, a proper use for it. I think it's it's a proper gimmick and absolutely kill it. Absolutely kill this feature. Work on your voice recognition. Add a sim, use those Google APIs or whatever. Use just give Android Auto, Apple CarPlay. They have sorted the voice recognition. Right. Just let us work with that. As simple as that. As a driver, I want that. Right. Deeper integration of Alexa or Google or anything that would work much better. Yeah. This this brings me to another topic: the the slap on upgrades that we get with the with the generation. Now you were talking about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you must have seen for a lot of cars. car companies try to play the catch up game as simple as that like a new product comes out comes out in the market all of a sudden you'll see the competitors see uh, either a flat graph or a dip in the sales right so you're talking basically talking about midlife facelifts that come yeah so i mean if it is a major upgrade car companies work everything out and sort this stuff but there are the, the, these midlife upgrades they basically slap on some leds change the bumper a bit and then they see that okay all of our competitors are giving touch screens let's add one right and a forced a forced fit into yeah the- i mean it is almost as bad as a shitty aftermarket unit right. i mean no matter how good a aftermarket unit you get it will be aftermarket it will stick out like a sore thumb right. it will not be integrated properly into the car like it will be ju- it will just be a music player and a navigation device right it won't be a seamless part of the car and when a car company pulls off something like this it is like a very odd coming as a factory setup right right like like ford did it recently before they launched the new new ford eco sport they sort of tried to give the car a refresh add a couple of leds change the wheels and then slap a touch screen i remember that yeah I, I, please please stop doing that we are okay with the small oled displays if you're not updating the car either update it properly integrate it properly or just don't slap on a tablet yeah it looks like a forced a shoddy job i think yeah. i think companies at least with the infotainment system please don't do that okay i think we have talked a lot about the infotainment system and let's move on to the feature which is placed right below the infotainment system gear shifter right automatics right they they are coming in all shapes all forms everything and i'm not sure why every car company has its own idea about an e shifter yeah and despite the fact that they've been around for ages and worked well i mean now automatics are good now the now people are used to driving automatic having gear layouts in a in a standard fashion right and now everyone is again reinventing the wheel exactly i mean there should be some standard like you can play with the basic design but not do something completely different 
like we have seen shifter knobs yeah I, I, massive shifter knobs right. again you it makes it's not intuitive imagine you are driving a bmw for couple of years and it has a stick and then and then you get a car which has got a massive knob so another problem with knob i would say is exactly what i was talking about in case of volume controls right like knobs are not meant for precision controls right. no, knobs are meant for in in for actions right, right like you you simply turn it down or turn it up like knob has a inherent design of that like every time i have driven a car with a knob for gear shifter i have looked looked down exactly you have to look down and check you you can't know immediately right Yeah. and then and then there are people honking on the side like why is this guy taking so long to reverse right like this guy doesn't deserve driving a fancy car right even with mercedes it has got a stock uh, right next to the steering wheel i feel uh, ergonomically it too cluttered sometimes i press on the wrong stem but again i i feel you could very easily give buttons for that or a tiny shifter mm-hmm. steering mounted a uh, maybe is okay to some degrees but still like anyone jumping into a new car should not have a learning curve for how to shift gears as simple as that there could be learning curve for an infotainment system right there could be learning curve for how to i know it's just a million things about the car but there shouldn't be a learning curve about how to shift like that is just driving 101 mhm do you remember that incident of that hollywood actor right yeah a couple of years ago uh, anton yelchin yeah and it was with jeep uh, with the with the uh, 20 2016 was it 2016 i guess yeah but it, and it was not even a knob it was one of those shifters like you get in a, many cars in fact bmw as well i guess uh, like basically the, if you move move it to the front it doesn't stay in the front it is basically a electronic switch right like you just click 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 forward and he parked the car didn't realize that it was not in park right and, and the car his, and, and the car, car crashed that massive car yeah. ended up killing him his own and, car and he was not the only guy he's not the only guy there were over 100 reported incidents with jeep and i think jeep, oh is that so yeah there were like 116 or something i believe those are reported those were reported and i i think jeep issued a recall as well in which what they basically did was if someone has gotten out of the driver seat it will automatically engage parking brake or something oh, okay like basically over complicating the system instead of making something intuitive like you shouldn't have to look down at the gear knob i've been driving for ages i've, I've seen people around me who have been driving for 3 decades 4 decades and if someone with that much of an experience has to look down on the shifter then it is a problem i'm okay doing that on day 1 of driving the car i'm not, not every okay time doing that on the 15th day of driving a car right this is something i i personally feel that uh, a sta- the design has to be standardized i mean you play around with the shape you play around with material on the lock put rubber on it put leather on it we are perfectly fine with that simple search on youtube will return you with so many videos where you can see the car Uh, somebody driving into their driveways and the car rolling back or something because they they just forgot to put it on park yeah and as an outsider we simply blame all of this on a lousy driver but it's not no, always it's not. lousy it's not. driver like it is it is a major part of it comes down to how it has been designed right and the worst part is all of this is happening in i would say an era or a, a phase or a period where all the car companies are or rather claim to put so much effort into safety features like they're loading up the cars with so many safety features and then making such mistakes 
Right. And and even these safety features, I, I, I'm sure you have got some stories to share because I have heard many such stories from I my do. friends. I do. Where these safety features have actually placed them in a situation where it was actually unsafe. Right. So, uh, I get to test a lot of high-end cars and now th- all of... And I get to borrow them. <laughs> and I, I, every time I drive them, every new car which comes up, it has something, some new electronic nanny in it which is supposed to help you drive in a very safer way. But in a country like India, so many of those... Sorry, I I would like to pause you here. But when he talks about this, we are absolutely not complaining about obvious features like ABS, EBD, no, or no, action no, yeah. control. We want that. We are probably alive. Right. <laughs> because of... I know. I, I am. <laughs> Both of us... I've been in very ha- sticky yeah, situations. Like, 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 like in video games, you get, okay, you've got like four lives left. Yeah, we have used right, up many of those life. lives. Yep. And we owe them simply to these features. Ah, yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have yeah. been so, in such so situations. We are absolutely not complaining about these features. We are not those, those finicky people who say ABS dilutes the fun. No, 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 no ABS no, no. keeps you alive. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you need them. Uh, what I'm talking about is uh, like um, automatic braking, lane departure uh, nanny, and then uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because it it's too intrusive. A, B, uh, so I am a actually actually I, I think we should add a bit of context there for because a, a lot of our audience is also international. Okay. Uh, when we say it is causing trouble. A lot of our context is India. Indian road conditions. Yeah. It's much different than anything uh, which you get in West. If you haven't visited India and you're from somewhere in Europe or US, you can't imagine the kind of madness we are talking about. Absolutely. Which probably Cyan will put something <laughs> Which, which uh, a very interesting point. So I remember uh, driving the Volvo XC90 it was, I guess. And uh, so this uh, has this function of auto braking, right? If a car or a bike or anything which uh, breaks in front of you and uh, if you are a little late on the brakes, it will break for you. Now, the function, the feature sounds like a very good uh, point. Uh, in a sane country. Right. But see, in India, I know I at that situation, I'll tell you the situation what happened. There was a state transport bus in front of me and it braked pretty hard and I had to brake and uh, even before I could brake, the car braked for me. Now the problem with that is I knew that the bus stopped and I was almost on the pedal and wanted to stop but very counterintuitively it braked for me. Now in such a situation what we do is we look at the rear view mirror and see if there is a fast approaching car behind me or a motorcycle or anything and brake accordingly or swerve from the way but the car did it for me and I felt very unsafe. There was no car behind me but I am pretty sure if there was a car, a speeding car right behind me it would have smashed into the rear end of the car. And and you need to look at if if you don't have the context you need to look at Indian traffic jams to understand how close cars and motorcycles are packed to each other yes and another another thing yeah. another like, uh, another for, fe- for for you uh, like for a for a car it may be reasonable to leave two meters of space between two vehicles but you can find barely find enough space between two vehicles for a pedestrian to cross right i mean if, uh, when we are talking about the volvo xc90 now volvo also has this feature now almost all cars high-end cars have this that if there is a car or anything at your blind spot, the wing mirrors, there is a warning system, it starts glowing and it starts beeping in some uh, situations. Now, you can turn it off in many of the cars, but if it is turned on in India, 
it keeps blinking all the time all the time it doesn't shut off because at every point of time there is somebody in your blind spot and as a driver as an indian driver i have i know how to drive in such situations but the car a swedish car it loses its mind it thinks there's a car at the blind spot and it's going to bang into you it keeps warning you and it keeps beeping i i don't know the electronic nannies are becoming too intrusive yeah. and i think uh, i'm not sure you were telling or or some other friend of mine they were simply narrating the incident where they were trying to pull out from the slowest lane into the middle lane when there was a car stopped in front and okay. basically the car wouldn't let him or her i'm, I'm not sure who was telling me uh, wouldn't say let them pull out the car oh. Bec- uh, yeah because because it was applying the brakes automatically i know i know i have had those situations as well yeah. right it's very bad so my my point i think akshay will uh, agree with me on this is that such features if if the car has complete full autonomous driving then it is fine or give the entire uh, driving thing to the driver right a middle ground is bad middle ground is like it 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 confuses you as a driver i don't know like i don't have the brake feel would it would it uh, brake for me or not or would it yeah i i think i think another point to add here is when you have such features people start pushing the limits okay i'll go back to the one of the first Tesla autopilot incidents in which a guy crashed into a white container truck okay. or something and guy died. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so the problem is when you have these things when you're over reliant on these things and in a scenario like India they don't always work perfectly. Right. Right. And plus people push the limits of technology right. in these scenarios. Even with Tesla Tesla autopilot the guy was simply treating the system as foolproof uh, like, like it's, it's uh, it, it was he, he was treating the system as full autonomous driving right and i i think he was watching something on on a tablet or playing some game while the car was driving and then the crash happened okay yeah so i mean you you also have to account for the stupidity of people <laughs> okay yeah. but, but that's what i'm saying i think i think the, the middle ground is not the way to go either it should be fully autonomous where the driver can just simply set his hands free from the steering wheel not like sorry sorry i i would disagree a bit I, i'm saying it's perfectly fine to have all of these features just don't turn them on every time i turn the ignition key or like there is no ignition key every time i'm pressing the start button if i am choosing to turn it off leave it off as simple as that even if you want me to accept a disclaimer on the screen like every car and motorcycle does nowadays get me to accept the disclaimer that okay i am consciously choosing to turn off these safety features right yeah. like then the car uh, company is not responsible i i mean we understand that they do this simply because a lot of people will come back at them saying that i chose this car for this particular safety feature and this right. didn't work that's why they probably decide to power them up again every time you start the car but okay even if you want me to agree to a disclaimer i'm okay doing that even if you want me to sign an extra document while taking the delivery of the car i'm fine doing that but just let me choose what i want to sign up for many many cars give you that option to completely turn it off and it stays off but there are cars which they don't every time you switch the car off they 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 just turn on automatically right, right. so i think i think yes so they are way too intrusive and i think uh, they need to be much more foolproof before you know yeah, or or maybe better tailored to the scenario better tailored right for indian conditions and it's very complicated yeah, you know I mean, whatever market they are selling in as simple as that yeah i mean we are in it, india so i, what, I know what, the conditions yeah, what we are complaining about here could be and it is obviously oh, yeah like, southeast they, asia like uh, much of the i mean i mean they have, they have obviously tested it 
in a lot of places that's why they've made these features so right. of course they work well somewhere right yeah not here but not here certainly not here yeah so i think let's put a pause here because of course our rent is going for so long and let's carry this into a part 2 of this episode thank you very much for listening please leave a review on whatever platform you're using feedback is very important for uh, us to make the podcast even better yeah and if you have ideas maybe shoot them to us sure sure we can talk about it or, like, like if you want to use curse words probably just mail it to us <laughs> if you're going to say nice things leave a review the thing is we want to hear from you yeah so that's it i guess then goodbye okay bye and don't forget to subscribe for the part 2 of this